That's right, everybody. Thank you for listening into the podcast. This is your boy, Big Boy. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Terra Jersey Enterprise will hook you up with some custom shirts. Also, Terra Jersey Photography, capturing your moments of today to make them last for a, a lifetime. But like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today to show homage to one of the best and the greatest realist podcast around. And it's time for everybody to please stand and get your hands ready for the Big Boy Live podcast featuring Professor X. Are you there, sir? Hello, sir. How are you? Oh, hey, man. There you are. I heard I heard the whole intro, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I started to talk and I could hear you, but I couldn't hear myself. Well, what I was going to say was, ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today to witness and listen to one of the realest, the greatest podcasts around. So I'd like for everybody to please stand up, turn your head to the side, turn your other head to the side, and put your hands together for keeping it real with Big Boy Live featuring. Professor X. Well, now that's a hell of an intro. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta shake things up. That's what that's what the pork chop said. (laughs) You know, like shake and bake. Oh, I knew where you was going. I was getting ready to say it. <laughs> so what's going on, man? How's your weekend? Oh, oh not Worked yesterday, or uh, Saturday. Yeah, I guess that would be yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess technically it's Monday now. Um, I worked Saturday. And uh, we did a side job earlier today, and kind of came back and kind of chilled, kind of kept the working thing going. Well, about you? Well, man, I uh, spring um, cut the grass. But that's not cut, like, you know, my yard is like a swamp yard, so, you know, I can only cut what to cut. Um, besides that, uh, 
did some more picture editing today. Yeah, that's, um, that's about it, man. Get some, uh, get some more good photos in this weekend? Yeah. Um, actually, I took some pictures of uh, our superintendent's uh, pit bull this weekend. So, on, on, on my Friday before work, I took some pictures of his dog. And I have to say, they uh, turned out pretty decent, man. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes. So, um, I'm learning every day on editing and stuff like that. It's a learning process, you know. It's always something to learn. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of how it is, though, with any new kind of, you know, um, hobby that you're kind of trying to turn into a, you know, a supplemental career. Or, well, you know, maybe you get lucky enough and that's going to end up being your career. Right, right. That'd be awesome. But yeah, I get that. Go ahead. But other than that, though, I mean, it was uh, basically about it, man. Um, I did some, I did, um, oh, you might get, you might get a kick out of this one. I uh, made some smoked chicken over the weekend on Saturday, too. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I took some chicken thighs and I uh, marinated them in uh, seasoned salt, garlic, Italian pepper, which which ice sauce, uh, doused it in red wine, and uh, put a uh, hot spice mix on it. And I smoked it on a hickory apple cherry plum wood for seven hours. Real, yes, 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 and that's so delicious. It turned out pretty good, man. It turned out real good. Look at you over there, little chef extraordinaire. Well, I wanted to say say called a chef extraordinaire. I mean, I just I'm just trying to learn something. <laughs> just trying to do something. Hey, it's all process, man. It's it was sweet. It was really good. I mean, I have to, I have to bring you some in. See what you think. I mean, if you consider me a friend at all, you're absolutely gonna gonna you know treat me to that, brother. Uh, uh, that uh, that just sounds amazing. You know, I me. Mean, I'm always trying to do something different. You know. Uh, I never, I never used red wine on the chicken before, so it's a, a little different experience there. So I figured I'd try that out for the first time. So, and uh, I mean, it turned out, I mean, it turned out pretty good though. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like I thought it'd be more spicier because it's the mix I got. It has like red pepper, jalapenos, habaneros, ghost pepper, everything like grounded up in it. And I put it on there, but apparently uh, it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a, I made some pretty good chicken the other day, actually. I, uh, 
So, you know, uh, you ever been to a Japanese, like, hibachi-type restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, they you have that secondary sauce that you can get, but you have to ask for it. It's called the yum-yum sauce. Oh, yeah. I was okay. just thinking that, too. Yeah. So, so I took um, <clears throat> some uh, smoked paprika. Mm. I took... Um, Montreal, like sweet bourbon seasoning, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I added that in with uh, the yum yum sauce, and I grilled the chicken after it had marinated for about twelve hours. Ooh. Yeah, dude, it was it was amazing. Very, very, very tender, very tender, and it had that that smoke to it. Mm. If you somehow found a way to smoke the yum yum sauce. Right. I think that's what it would have tasted like. It, it was pretty good though. I, I was I was kind of proud of it. That sounds good. That sounds good. Very sounds very good actually. Sounds very very uh, inviting. Very sounds very good, man. I have to, I have to go get some of yum yum sauce. So, have you been watching any of the NBA playoffs, man? No, sir, I have not. I've been. I hear bits and pieces. That's getting pretty. That uh, bits and pieces of it, but I haven't really sat down the extra couple months because I don't have. Table or anything like that. I have Peacock, but I mean, I'm so busy doing other stuff. I didn't get a chance to even watch anything really. Well, but that's um, why that's why I have Professor X. He can he can not only enlighten everyone else, but he can also uh, catch me up. So we're down to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals now in the NBA. Uh, in okay. the West Conference, we've got the Golden State Warriors against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, <coughs> excuse me. After tonight's game, uh, the Warriors just went up three games to none. So that series is pretty much over. Right, so right. Golden State's probably going on to the finals. You right. know, good for them. They haven't been back for a while. Um, and then uh, in the Eastern Conference, we've got Boston versus uh, Miami. Ooh, Miami is man. And Miami is up two games to one currently. So that series could go either way. We had a few injuries last game in Boston. Uh, Jimmy Buck is supposed to play game four. Um, but I haven't heard any word on Jason Tatum yet with a shoulder injury. So it could go either way at the moment. But, you know, my uh, I pick versus Boston, so you know we'll we'll see how that plays out. Right, man. Well, imagine I probably during watch this. I during watch like the finals. You know, I mean, I don't watch all the playoffs and all that stuff. But during watch like the finals and stuff. That's even with like football and stuff. I mean, I may go to the bar and watch it with some friends. You know. But as far as sitting at home, it's just, I don't know, man, it's hard for me sometimes. I don't know why it's just hard for me. 
So, but I try. I mean, I get that. You know, some things aren't for everybody. Um, you know, not that not that you don't like it, but it's just not something that you follow. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I guess, like, I used to love it. And you know, we talked about this long. We talked about this before. You know how how it's changed for me. You know, right? So, I uh, I was thinking about something a couple days ago. Um, mm-hmm. Last, you know, last week was kind of kind of hit and miss and kind of sketchy work wise. I don't know if yeah. you felt. I don't know if you felt. That, man, I felt like last week was sketchy as heck. Um, you know, I, I'm glad you're not the only one that felt that way. I felt like I don't know. This feel like it's like everything just off. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't like a normal work week, man. It's just it's weird. Yeah, no doubt. And that was pretty much exactly you know what I was feeling as well. I was like, man, everything is off. Everything, like. It was just a very, very, very screwed up week. I felt like and it's kind of it's kind of exhausting, actually. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like even though like nothing extremely bad or extremely dramatic happened this week, it was just like all the energy was just sucked out of it, man. Like everybody came in like they was just in zombie mode last week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's it. I mean, even. Me, even me and uh, Lou talked about that. We said this seemed like just everything just off. Like everybody just kind of like just in a weird funk. You know what I mean? Like, and this, it just like you can't just you can't like put your finger on like why or what. But it's just, it just it just didn't seem very normal. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just very really off. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, like I said, man, I was just thinking about it. It was just like, like even Saturday, dude. Like I was there, I was there for about two and a half hours on Saturday. And it was like there were four lines running in the entire building. And yet, Everything still felt off. It was just, I was like, man, dude, I just. <clears throat> you know, like a lot of times it's probably had to deal with the fact that, I'm not saying like people are, are drained, but I think it's kind of like it, it's like the fact of the matter, like that redundancy of doing the same thing over and over again, which kind of got the people. And it's time for, it's time for that reset. That we talked about. Yeah. You know. So. That's probably what it is. And say like everybody. Because you know how it is. Like, you know, after Christmas. And then you have that long stretch of time. Before you have time off again. And then after that. Because like what is. You you have a, a long stretch. A long stretch. And the next thing you know. They start, you start hitting up those. In the holidays and stuff, and where it's kind of like boom, boom, boom. But it seems like that's how it is, though. It seems like those, uh, uh, it seems like that time frame 
from after Christmas and then after and then to, to Easter. Yeah. It's just like it's like it's kind of dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a fair assessment, man. <clears throat> I'd have to agree with that. And that's kind of how it's always. That's kind of how it always kind of been. Though you think about it, though, like, and every time I work at, I mean, I feel like once you hit, once you hit that time, once you hit that time frame of after you know, all the major holidays, and then you got the a stretch, that stretch where it's just straight nothing going on, and then it's just stuff where it's work, work, <laughs> and then and then you go and you have the little. Time frame of time off, right now, Good Friday and all that stuff. But it's like for that time frame to then, it's just I guess it's kind of just like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, I felt that way. I was like, golly, it's just wait for some time off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so. <clears throat> I was thinking about something the other day oh. and uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, we get on the podcast and we start, you know, talking about multiple different subjects. So if, if you knew that your next meal was going to be your last meal, and I don't mean this in a morbid sense, I'm, you know, just asking from a, you know, like a, a, a food connoisseur type uh, standard mm-hmm. what, you want, what, what would you want your last meal to be like if it could be anything in the world that you've ever eaten what would your last meal be that's tough bro that's a god that's a, that's a tough one man right and I was thinking about that too and I was like man I like so much food like oh my god what would be my absolute last dish and man that that is hard but you know i just thought what the hell i'll throw it out to you and see what you think about it as well because it's like man you eat so you eat so much in your lifetime you know what i mean and and it's just like what if i knew that the next meal i was going to eat was going to be my last what would i want it to be Man, that's... I thought about it long and hard, but but I want you to I, I mean, you know run through the gambit, run through the gambit of your favorite food and narrow it down. You know what I mean? I mean if I had to make be, be my last meal and have to miss my serious my last meal, I probably had to go with something that it's hard. I think. One of the things that is hard to have to have a good meal that is hard to is I think I think pizza, dude. I think pizza is really hard. It's a hard, a hard plate, a hard a meal to have. As far as the lines of where you can get it from and and who makes the best best pizza, because you can never go wrong with pizza. You know, saying like I wouldn't. I, mean, I love Chinese food, but like I haven't. Like being honest with you, I haven't had a good slice of pizza for a very long time. I mean, very long time. So, my pick would be a, a an authentic 
pizza. I mean, like something. I mean, something authentic. Something that's like I know. I don't. I know. I don't. I, I don't often. I can get any time. You know what I'm saying? So, how to say authentic pizza? Authentic pizza. So okay. yeah. What's so- up? Now and there's different versions of authentic pizza, and yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You're touching, you're touching the Italian in me, so you know I gotta add specifics. So when you're talking about authentic, are you talking about you know baked in an oven? Are you talking about wood fire crust? I never had, I, I never had a wood fire crust piece before, dude. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I never had, I had it's always been in the oven, like your normal place to play that. I never and I've never had with fire piece a piece before. Okay. So I, mean, I want I want like a piece to have like the sauce be tangy, like fresh vegetables. I mean just something like that, you know, something that because you know around here, I mean all you got is really, you know. Domino's or Papa John's, or you may have the little little small places here and there, but it's not like like say you go to Chicago or I get some of those thick crust Giordano's or whatever. You know, I, I never had that piece before. <laughs> so, well, I mean, man, I've I've had a lot of good people in my life, man. A lot of really, really, really good pizza, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best pizza I've ever had was like 10 plus years ago. I went to New York. I mean, a pie. Let me get, mm-hmm. that, let me get that correct. <laughs> so you went to New York and you had a slice of pie. Yes, I did. I had a slice of pie. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that loud and clear. A slice of a pie. So, so you was in New York, and you know that your boy does a New York accent. So, where did you get the slice of pie from? Uh, it was this place uh, downtown Manhattan, and uh, it was very good. I mean, it's very tasty, man. It was big. It was juicy. I I came into play because I was like, it was like ten plus years ago, and also I had. First time too, Mr. Softy, soft serve ice cream. So you don't remember where you got the pie from? No, I don't. Ah, uh, you was some out of you. Uh, you know, know where you got the pie from? Yeah, yeah. You know, I understand. You're sleeping with the Had to had to go look at some pictures. <laughs> So I can probably determine from where the area is. I look at pictures. <laughs> I have to get back at. Have to get back with you. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, a scary New York Italian came out, and you were like, "Don't worry, sir. I'll figure out where the restaurant was." Please don't kill me. Please don't, don't. give me those cement shoes. <laughs> Please, Vito. Please, Vito. No. <laughs> Don Vito Corleone sitting over here. Yeah. But no, I you know if uh if it came down to to 
my choice for my last meal. You know, if I knew I was going to wake up tomorrow and it was going to be the last time I was ever going to be able to have anything, I, I would want something that my mom used to make for us growing up. Okay. And uh, my mom used to make this dish. It was a baked steak, uh, her homemade mashed potatoes. He would get that boxed uh, rice-a-roni, white cheddar, uh, shells and cheese. Mm -hmm. But she would use those boxes, but she would add her own little different ingredients to it. Right. To make it better. And, uh, and, um, I don't remember the name of the breadsticks. It's a, it's a Pillsbury Crescent Roll breadstick. They're like bread twists. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it, it was my last meal. That was, that is what I would want. My mom you know, makes mashed potatoes. Oh my God, dude, I'm telling you. You want to talk about pulling up to a fat kid on a buffet and being happy that you have two forks. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, you know what's so funny about that, though? You said, you know how, you like, it's so funny you say that, though, because, like, believe it or not, you know, if you are a person that likes food and likes to mix things up, don't we always do that, though? Don't we always get... Get something, we always doctor it up with something else. <laughs> like, it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, we don't, you can never keep anything the same. Like, you just gotta doctor it up. Like, one time, like, I made some, we made, uh, have some of these Italian herb something potatoes, red, uh, uh, little, the little red potatoes. Yeah. And we had that. And uh, we went and, you know, I made that and it was all right. My buddy and I was like, man, it's just missing something. So I was like, got you. So I pour some I pour some olive oil in there. I put some more garlic in there. I pour some a uh, little bit of bush lye in there. A little bit of bush lye. Put a little bit of just a little bit of butter on there. And I put a little bit of hot sauce. And I put it back in the microwave and cook it just like that. And it's kept, you know, and I kept on pouring the stuff on top of it. Bro, complete difference. A complete difference. Yeah. Change change the entire dynamic of the whole recipe and everything, right? Exactly. It's just and it's almost kind of like how life is like we always you know you get your basics of basis of life, but you always you're tweaking something here and there to make it better. At least try to make it better. That sometimes you can tweak it too much where it can often be a total failure <laughs> and it's like oh okay I won't do that again but you know like <laughs> like old Ford's gum saddle it's like a box of chocolates <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get it's kind of true though man I mean life is like like life is like cooking something you know you can do too much or you can not do enough and then and, and whatever you do it'll always alter the outcome of what you're doing right exactly but, you know, I think that's one of the things that I love the most and enjoy the most about food in general. You know, it's one of the original loves that I, I, I developed for it at a young age. You know, mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, there are certain recipes that you're taught. There are certain things and, and certain ways that you're taught. To but, but when you get to that point where you can branch out on your own with it, you can start to develop your own personality with it. You can start to put your own, you know, for lack of a better term, love into your cooking. Mm-hmm. It takes that experience to a whole new level. And I would imagine, you know, a moment like that across any career or anything that you love, that you put time into, you have moments like that where you experience something like that, where you get to put parts of yourself into it because you love it. You know, like you with your photography, you know what I mean? Like you get to put to it because you love doing it so much. So. So why don't why don't you actually tell us a little bit of your backstory with photography? Because, you know, I've heard it a couple of times, but for people who don't know how you fell in love with it originally, this is a good time to let people know why they need to choose Terry Jersey photography. Well, you know, I always did like taking, you know, pictures and everything, but really the lust of photography really kind of branched out with my uh, my uncle and then my grandfather, my dad's side. Now my grandfather was always taking pictures of clouds or trees or flowers and stuff. And I, you know, and then you know how you know how you sell in cell phones, or or you no, know, you know, I started taking pictures of my cell phone. And the next thing, you know, I got me one of those little. You probably have one too. You probably have one little Kodak, the Kodak cameras with a little printer and docking printer that docking station back in the day. So, and I had one of those, and then it just kind of just went from there. I mean, it, it, it started with being this, you know, this taking pictures of stuff, or clouds, or trees, or just that. This, and then, and then, my first moment, dude, my first moment where I actually did it for somebody was I, I did a wedding. Like a little mm-hmm. backyard, I did a little backyard wedding a long time ago, and it's for a couple. They, they used to work at NAL, and I did their wedding for them, and I, and I had a good time. And I took some pictures, and then, and then when I got done the pictures, like no, I gave them the jump drive. But when I looked at them and stuff, they looked down and said these are really good, and and just from that moment on, I just kind of just really kind of just got into it. And I used now I got a point where now. I did another wedding where I brought my, my buddy's camera. My buddy had Nikon camera. I brought his camera, and, t- and I just kept I kept using his camera until I got my own my own camera, my own Canon. Which my Canon, my very first camera I bought for myself, I still have, and I still use it to this day. And I bought me a newer camera last year, but I still use both cameras. So it's it kind of just originated from, you know, my family. You know, my my. My, no, my dad's side of family. They've always been an artistic. Um, that my dad's side of the family. You know, we have in my dad's side of family. We have doctors. We have artists. We have um, singers. We have musicians. We have uh, photographers. We have painters. I mean, we all. And my dad's side is a very artistic uh, family. You know, my uncle was a. Uncle the beautician, and he did fat and long, long back in the day. He did fashion. He did fashion design. 
I mean, he was pretty, I mean, he was going to New York and doing all that stuff. So it's just kind of came from my dad's side of family being that artistic type of expression. Uh, and it is, I just chose photography. That's, <laughs> that's pretty neat. That's actually a pretty cool story. Um, what I will say for me on that flip side, you know, with um, cooking, you know, because my love that I have for cooking is, you know, the love that you have for your photography. Um, I just kind of grew up around it. And, you know, similar to you, um, my love of food developed on my dad's side of the family. Uh -huh. uh, my uh, grandmother made the best spaghetti I've ever had in my entire life. She made the best cabbage rolls I've ever had in my entire life. And as good as my recipe has gotten, she made the best stuffed peppers that I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, and I watched her. And when she cooked, she always cooked from scratch. You know, like she just put the actual love and attention into it. You know, with her ingredients and, and the way that she cooked, you know, because with her, she got the greatest satisfaction from watching the family come over specifically for her spaghetti over, you know, everything else. Um, right. My grandmother's spaghetti sauce, my grandma's spaghetti sauce, bro, I'm telling you right now, it was otherworldly, man. Like my dad, my uncle, my aunt, um, all their spouses, all of us grandkids, you know, still nobody's ever been able to replicate that sauce. And it was that love of attention to detail with uh -huh. cooking, with the cooking that made everything, you know, worthwhile. And it's what got me to fall in love with food to begin with. So there's, there's my part. That's the thing about it, though, man. It's like, I've noticed that, like, you know, a lot of times when you do have family members that do, that, that, that do cook and stuff, even, like, you know, it's how old school, old school families that, that when they cook, it's, you, you barely ever know what the recipe is. It's literally, you know, or, or they'll never tell you, you know what I'm saying? But you always know they'll always make it right every single time. And it's the measurement system is different, you know. A little a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a dash of that, some you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're over there trying to recreate it. This but you you can never get it you, you can never make it as make it like the original. No, and so so here's the story. Here's a story about me that Actually, no other person on the planet knows. Um, not until this moment. So I spent four hours in my kitchen one day trying to replicate my grandmother's spaghetti sauce. Four hours, dude. And I was like, well, okay, can't get it. I'm going to, you know, take a break from it and everything else. And, uh, you know, we'll come back at it later. The next day, I spent five hours. Couldn't get it. The day after that, I spent seven hours. Couldn't get it. 
And then I went, you know what? I don't think I'm supposed to get it. So you, you know, just, sometimes somebody you bow down. That. Yeah, you bow down to the to to the people that come before you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you pay homage in that sense. You know, people say that when we lose loved ones, um, their memory lives on through us. You know, and thinking about things like that and realizing that that's where you come from. You know, I think it's kind of a really awesome thing. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, 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 that's the thing about it, though, man. It's like, when you look, when you get to that point, you know exactly where you, I mean, you see that, and you're like, yep, that's where I came from. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that is, that's my, that's my heritage. <laughs> and, um, sometimes, man, that's how it is. You just gotta just roll, roll the punches. And just do it, and just just leave it alone. Because sometimes it's not meant for you. It's not meant for you to try to recreate something. But it's it's there for you to hold those memories. You know what I'm saying? And then tell you know tell your kids, and the kids can tell their kids like you know, my great grandmother she made this awesome spaghetti, and I tell you, my dad he tried to make it himself, but he he failed. <laughs> But it's just awesome that you know you eventually get you, you'll get it again. I mean, so that's that's the thing about that's the things I think about memories, man. They always be there. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much exactly how it works, man. We do the best we can with what we're given and we find ways to improve upon it. Mm. We find ways to improve upon the situation, the dish, the picture that we took. We find ways to make things that we love better. Right. And, uh, and I just kind of, you know, I just kind of thought that was kind of a really, really awesome topic to try to talk about tonight. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, sometimes you got to take it back. You know how they say, sometimes you just got to take it back to the basics. <laughs> yeah, you got to take it back to the basics. And I think, honestly, when people say take it back old school, I think that's exactly what people don't understand that they mean. Take it back to the basics. Take it back to the beginning. Take it back to when it was simple. Mm-hmm. Make Make whatever situation you're in or you're going through Simple again, right? That's that's what people forget, man. Yeah, of course they try to make things too difficult. I mean, that's the thing. We try to make things too. We try to change things so much, it gets to a point, dude, where it's like you're just doing too much. Like you know, you know, I think, you know you get those saying people say, "Man, you're just doing too much, bro. Slow, calm down." <laughs> It's just doing too much. And that's true. You, you can't do way too much. You can overdo it. You can overthink it. You can over, you know. Sometimes it, it doesn't require 10 steps. Sometimes it requires three steps. It's like, it's like racing sometimes, you know. Uh, 
like people have these faster vehicles, faster track cars, what do they use? They use a power glide. A power glide is basically three, it just basically uh, four gears. <laughs> a neutral, a high, and a low, and reverse. <laughs> That's basically it. It's simple. So... That's what it is, man. Basically what? Is keep it simple. Oh, there you are. Okay. You cut out there for a minute, man. Thought I lost you. I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's like I say, just keep it simple. Sometimes that's the best thing to do is keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> or that's a, all the old kiss method. The old kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And isn't it ironic? <laughs> out of everything. <laughs> we tell ourselves to keep it simple. <clears throat> but yeah, we're the ones who always overcomplicate it the most. Oh yeah. And it, what but but why out of everything that you have stacked against you? in the world by itself are we our own greatest adversary you would think we would want to have our back with everything that's stacked against us but we mess up more of our lives than anybody else ever could oh yeah why do we do that because we don't keep it simple. I mean, and a lot of times we say we mess our own life. It may not be us, like physically messing up our life per se, but a lot of times too, it's just the fact that we are allowing other people to have the opportunity to mess our lives up because we allow it to happen. So the same exact way as you stabbing yourself in the in the chest. Phys- you physically doing it is the same exact way as you letting someone else destroy your life because you're allowing it to happen. Okay. I mean, that's a good point. There's a lot of merit to that. But what about extenuating circumstances, man? What about things outside of your life that you can control? What about things that, as we all know, Life don't hit you with just one thing. It hits you with three to four all at once. Yeah, and that and sometimes that, that it's hard to control. That's hard. Something that's hard to cope with. And some people can take it, you know, step by step and try to get out of situations. Some people they can't. They can't. It's just too much for them. I mean, I've been through that. You know, I feel like I had so much stuff coming at me. And I, I, it's like been an animal at that point, you know. But a lot of times too, you just sometimes you just need to slow down, to slow down in this really just. All right, all right, slow down. Let, let me, me try to hold on, separate hold on. this. Hold on, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because I think you just hit something real good. Do you think that when we get to that point that you were just talking about, you know, and everything else that uh, 
that that's when we begin to compromise and just accept whatever life throws at us. Do you think at that point, what you just described is when we stop rising to whatever expectations that we have for ourselves or anything else? Is that when we roll over and we give up the fight? Depending on who you are, sometimes that's, that's what happens. You get tired of fighting. You get tired of trying to do this and trying to do that. And you're like, you know what? I give up. I give up. Life, come at me. Come at me, bro. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm tired of fighting. And that, that happens every day. I mean, I mean we, all, and we, we all go through that. I mean, it's not just something that certain people go through that. There's been times where we just, just gave up because we just it's just too much for us to handle. Too much for us to mentally think that we can't handle it. And sometimes you just give up. And it's sad, but it's, sometimes it's just it's human nature. And we don't have that um, Gazelle intensity, where you know where we have to, where we have, where, where, we, where we're forced to survive. You know, what I'm saying a like in a while, a gazelle lives his whole life running because if it doesn't run, he's gonna get ate by get ate by a lion or a hyena or something. But not once did the, 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 the gazelle just say, "You know what? I'm done. I'm tired of running. I'm just gonna." But let the lion eat me. Now they're gonna keep on running until the lion gets them, or they, or they, or they can get a day. Because every day's a fight. Every day you gotta keep running. And that's what we gotta think about. It. You gotta keep running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I agree with that. Um, but at some point, if we're ever gonna help. Anybody else? You know, we gotta we gotta be able to allow others to help us. Well, true. And I think maybe one of the hardest things. I don't know for you. I can't speak for you personally, but I know for me, one of the hardest things that I deal with is accepting help from other people, even though. It's oftentimes what I need the most. Right. What do you what do you think? What do you feel whenever it comes to situations like that? Do you think it's okay to accept help? Do you think it's okay to ask for help? Or do you think that you should try to do everything you can yourself first and then reach out? You know, here's the thing about it though. You remember a long time I told you because um, the same exact subject, you know, we, I think what it is is that we're, our pride gets in the way of asking for help, even though, and we, as for some people, not only is that pride gets in the way, that we're afraid that if we do ask for help, we're going to get to a point where we don't know how to say no to the help. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, my, my mom always t- my mom told me, you know, if you need help, son, just let me know. But I still don't always ask my parents for help because it's like, 
I'm a, I got myself into it. I need to figure out how to get myself out. But at the end of the day, it gets down down to it. Like, all right, hey, mom, dad, I need help. I'm sorry. I tried. Or, hey, hey, Jake, man, I, I tried my hardest to try to make this Alfredo right. I need your help, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think, exactly. I think, I think exactly. it's to a point. I think it's to a point where we we're we're scared to ask for help because we feel like we feel less of a person. And that, I think that a lot of times that is um, harder harder on men sometimes too, because you know society is. I mean, well, not my honest. It's different now, but back in the day, a man was. We supposed to have been we're supposed to be built to have a lot of stuff on our shoulders and handle it all and it's not and a lot of times, you know, it's hard for us to ask for help. But see, that right there was exactly what I was getting at. And you said it. And I didn't even have to dive any deeper into the subject. You know what I mean? Because yeah, help from family and everything like that is one thing. You know, like it, when you get to a certain age, there are just certain things that you don't expect help from, you know, as far as family goes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you brought up, you know, hey, you brought up me. You said, hey, I can't get this Alfredo right. You know, I know you may have a little bit more experience in this area. Can you help me out? But it could be something that simple, but it could also translate into something along the lines of, hey, bro. I just really tired. I'm short until payday. Can you give me 50 bucks? Asking for help. We oftentimes take that and we assign it to weakness. Right. When really understanding and realizing that you can't not do everything by yourself all the time that you do need help is mm-hmm. one of the strengths you will ever find within yourself. Right. And we dismiss that completely. Uh, yeah. Cause we're too busy. Cause a lot of time we're too busy thinking that if you ask for help, you're, you're a weaker person or you're being weak. No, it's not fair. It's just you just you get to you get to a rough patch in life, and and you got somebody that you that you know you can trust that's not going to judge you, that you know that will help you. You know, I think a lot of times it's that we we're afraid that the next per, that the person you ask for help is going to judge us or rub in our face in the future. Maybe at one time I can help you out, bro. <laughs> I ain't asking you for help no more. Yeah, you, yeah. You remember the one time I had your back and you said you would do this and you did do that, but I expected more and I'm mad at you because you didn't do more. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. So a lot of time, that's the reason why we don't ask for help because because of situations like that. Because you're afraid we're going to get torn, before afraid we're going to get scorned, uh, scorned, scorned on it in the future. It may not right now, but we're afraid we get scorned on in the future because. People don't have that men people don't have that um what's the one looking for? Mentality people don't have that that mentality of of having a uh, having a heart because we're all 
been through a situation to where we all have low points in life. Right. And we all have, a lot of times we, we seem to forget about those low points. And we don't, and we don't put ourselves in that person's shoes. Even though maybe three months ago we were using that same situ- situation. And we forget about those situations. And that's why we, we lose lose where we who we are sometimes because we forget about where we came from. But you know, I that's, thought about but you know I thought about that long and hard. Why? Why don't we do what you just said? Why don't we put ourselves in somebody else's shoes? Because we're selfish. Exactly. Because that person is unwilling to put their to put themselves in our shoes and try to, you know, um, what's the what's the old saying? Uh, walk a walk a mile in a day of my life in my shoes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Um, been a long time since I heard it, so I can't remember it completely. But um, we stop giving into any type of relationship that we have because we don't feel like we're being invested in enough in return. And when that happens, the levels of, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'm here for you. Yeah, we're real friends no matter what. Yeah, we're going to go through this together, blah, blah, blah. The lines get skewed. There's a lot of selfish nature. Mm-hmm. Even because of what you are given from a like obviously if you're given the bare minimum from somebody, mm-hmm. you're not gonna, you know, give them the best of yourself because you know they could give more, right? But oftentimes we won't put ourselves in somebody else's shoes or the people that say they are there and will put themselves in our shoes, they don't show up. Right. You know what I mean? So when you're faced so my question to you is this, when you're faced with a situation like that, right? What is the best thus far that you've discovered to handle a situation like that? Be careful who you invest your be careful who you invest in. Explain. I have to learn that. You know me for you know I'm a giver, dude. I'm a giver. I'm a type of person that would do whatever I can to help someone out or help or be or do what I can. And I've been burned so many times by certain by people that I thought cared about me or thought I cared about, and all they did was just use me. So you have to sit back and like and, and be like, all right. You gotta stop investing your not only stop investing your either your finances or stop invest but stop investing your heart in certain people when you know and you can see the signs they're not gonna do it for you. And start investing in, in relationships with people that you know are going to be there for you. Do thick and thin. And that's sometimes that's the hardest part is we don't know how to determine who's real, who's not real, 
until we get burnt. And then we know, oh, that person wasn't there for me. Well, that's a costly mistake. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I get that totally. Yeah, I mean, I get exactly what you're saying. But like I said, it's part of the reason why, you know, I brought up the subject that I did, you know, because it's just like, we say that we're there. We say we're going to do so much for people. But what the truth ultimately is, we're only going to do for someone what they do for that's true. And it, it sucks to say that and be that way. But that is the truth, man. Like, if somebody doesn't want to invest themselves in you or give themselves to you, how in the world can you expect um, or how can they expect you to do the same for them? Exactly. Yeah, it, it's just it's kind of one of those you know, things in life, you know, it, it's like a, it's like a roundabout. Like, what is the fucking point of a roundabout? I'm just asking. You drive around in circles three or four times until you can uh, get to your turn. And then you turn. That doesn't make any sense at all. So why do we keep chasing our tails in proverbial circles? You know what I mean? Like, I, mean yeah. I, I mean, you taught me a lot about this subject. You know, like, we spend so much time chasing our own tail, trying to clean up for the stuff that we've messed up, that we don't realize some of the good stuff that we do in the process. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? I think sometimes we need to, we need to, do more of that of that thing called s slow down and think about what we have been through and then what we need and what we're going to be going through because a lot of times it's crazy it's crazy though because a lot of times you can go through a situation and you get through that situation but that same that same exact situation come hit you in the future but guess what it hits you in the future with a different color on or a different mask on even though it's the same situation and we forget about that last situation because this new situation is camouflage with the old situation because we don't and we and we see the signs but we're so and uh so confused by the chameleon effect of the situation that we don't realize it was the, it was the same situation before you know but it's a different taste we do that right. a lot too right exactly goes back to what you know we've talked about this several times on the show um across several different podcasts you know you you get used to wearing a mask you put on a mask for so long eventually you forget who you are underneath it you know, I know that's plagiarism for the mask, but it's a really good quote that, you know, I've always kind of lived my life by. Um, because it's true. Like, look at yourself today. All right. 
you see who you are, you know who you are better than anybody else does, right? Uh Okay. So think about you at the age you are now. And then think about what you were 20 years ago. How much did you change? How much did you compromise? How much did you accept what was given to you instead of fighting for more? This is the reality check. Mm -hmm. Most of us never give to ourselves. Where was the time? Where was the line? Where in the world did I make that one compromise? That kind of basically told myself, what was it? We don't ever think about things like that. We don't ever acknowledge things like that. We don't want to pay homage or give credit to things like that because they come across in such a negative sense all the Mm -hmm. time. Because people look at failure as just that, failure. Most people don't step back and try to find and view the lesson that was there in that failure. Why Uh did I, what did I do wrong? What was the wrong decision that was made? Like nobody wants to stop long enough and acknowledge that. Because that means they have to acknowledge their shortcomings. That's true. I just, I'm piggybacking off of you. I know that's what I'm doing, but this is why the show is so awesome. And this is why we said we were going to have a 30 minute podcast and we're already an hour into one, you know, um, because we just bounce off each other like that. And, and we both bring up points to the other one that it's like, man, you know, maybe I didn't think about it from that aspect. Maybe I don't understand exactly what you're saying. So explain it to me. In this sense, though, I'm going to say this. We're going to go to commercial break. We're going to come back for 20 more minutes. I'm going to ask him this question. And then we're going to be done for the night. But this is going to be good. So stick with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> you don't call me out like that 30 minutes, my butt. I said 20, <laughs> but okay, I'll take the additional 10. Beforehand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bro, you and, I, you and I know better than to put this podcast on time constraints. Every time we do, like, we come up with multiple different subjects to talk about. So I'm going to... I'm going to dive into to one more. And this is what I said that uh, I was going to bring up and I was going to ask, and we'll go from there. So what is the reason that you think or feel that we are our own worst enemy when it comes to relationships. Because you're all trying to chase happiness. And we really don't know exactly what happiness really is, but we're always trying to chase it. And a lot of times we get blinded by certain red flags 
because one, we don't want to be, don't want either don't want to be alone, or we think there's happiness there, but really there's not, and all it's really doing is killing us. But we don't want to be honest with ourselves in the situation that this, this is not happiness. I'm putting this fake front around, over my eyes, make try, try to make myself believe that it's happiness, but really it's not. So I think it's that I think it's uh it's the fact that it's just it's just the fact that it was just uh it's trying to chase chase happiness. Okay. Well why do we why do we chase happiness? Why why is it the only reason that we're ever validated is based off the relationship that we're in? Because because we all know because we haven't learned how to make our own selves happen. We don't know how to fulfill our own self worth. We don't we don't we don't value our own self worth, and we always gotta feel like we need someone else to value our self worth. Um, you're talking about self validation, right? Yeah. We're too busy trying. We're too we're too busy about worrying about everyone else, uh, how they feel or think about us, and then as someone, and then instead of us taking instead of us taking control of our own lives, we we steadily slowly let everyone take control of our lives. Yeah, but you just said it. Relationships are a form of self elevation. Instead of being the relationship that you know they're supposed to be, and. uh Every time, every time that's what it is, it always fails. Exactly. Exactly. We have to. We, we have to learn how to not rely on everyone else. That's the problem. We we sit here and rely on everyone else. We need to sit. We need to stop relying on everyone else. We need to rely on our own selves. Once we once we do that. And we understand that we can make our own selves happy. We can do things for ourselves. That if we can understand that, you know, understand that you are a special person, you are a great person, and we, we actually, and we actually legitimately, truly believe that in ourselves, then life will be a lot better. I feel maybe different for someone else, but we all feel. But that's it. You know. Listen, you got to understand something, man. Everybody has a past. Mm-hmm. Everybody has history. Everybody has damage. Everybody has a situation that they came from that wasn't the most ideal. You know? Um, if you actually want a relationship with somebody, you have to be willing to put your trust in them and move past being scared, right. move past everything that's happened to you before and accept that person for exactly who they are. Don't, don't try to change them. Just love them for exactly who they are. All right. You know, you know the thing I brought up to man, is a lot of times, it's not, a lot of times having another person can help you realize things about stuff that's going on in your own life and it allows you to open your eyes and 
and fix the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a, for example, uh, a friend of mine, well, my ex, uh, we're I, I trying to merge things out, I guess. Um, taking it slow, I guess. But anyway, besides all that, it's just a different subject for another day. Um, but we're, she's helping me. She, I mean, we're cleaning the house up because the kids are coming and stuff. And she knows that in my vacuum, the wheel, the, little, uh, the, the brushes weren't spinning. I never noticed it. I'm, I'm sure I noticed it like when I first got the vacuum. But I got to a point where I did I didn't notice him. I just t- plug it up, vacuum, and oh, okay, well, oh well, and go. And she but she noticed it, and she was like, "Your that wheel is not spinning." I was like, "Well, so we took it apart and kind of find out. Guess what? The belt that makes us makes the wheel spin, the the uh, brushes spin, was broke." So I went and got a belt for it, and that vacuum is sweeping up all the dog hair and everything up like like a champ. So sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you need a person to help you open your eyes to a situation to fix it. And once you fix it, it makes things better. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, but I don't know, man. I I just think I just think we, I just think we're our worst enemy. I just oh, think we are, we are. I just think that we overcomplicate things on purpose, just oh, yeah, to give, just to give ourselves another challenge. You know, it, it's like there is the simple and easy way to go about it, and we're like, eh, what's the fun in that? Mm-hmm. Let's let's take the hardest freaking road that we absolutely can. Let's be the most stubborn and hard-headed about whatever situation that's going on that we possibly can be. And then, and only then, will we accept what's given to us, just so we have something to complain about. Right. Yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean it's just how, I mean it's not it's no it's, uh, and it's truth to that. You rather you can sweat, you can jump across the creek, but you rather jump, but you rather jump a jump across, but you, but you rather swim across a crocodile-infested river. Well, all you gotta do is go to, jump over the creek to get to the same spot, but you rather jump in, in jump in that crocodile-infested river because. Oh, it's that's that's just too simple. Or we don't realize it's that other route A is simple and what we need to do. And we all, but we're so used to route B in life that we can't. If we're so blinded on by taking route B in life so much, so many times that we forget there's a route A. Yeah. That's why I say sometimes you need to slow down. But what are you slowing down from? Sometimes you got to slow down and, and realize that you don't need to make everything so difficult. <laughs> slow down to someone else if any different from someone else. You know what I'm saying? 
So, like I said, we, we do over overcomplicate stuff. Sometimes we just need to slow down so we don't over overcomplicate stuff. But also, too, we gotta know how to not try to overcomplicate stuff because that's, that's what we always did in life. It's weird. It's a weird way to say that. <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up. And you know, with that being said, um, gonna. I'm going to stay a little early to my word. I'm going to take us into the closing thoughts of the evening. So I'm going to start it off with two questions. Okay. My closing thoughts are two questions to you. You answer them and then we are done for the evening. My friend, what is it that you value most what is the one line that you won't cross? Ask that question again. What is it that you value most? And what is the one line you will not cross? No matter what life throws at you. Going against my character. Going against what I know is right and wrong. Going against, per, going against the person I know I am. I'm not going to go out there and steal from people. I'm not going to go out there or kill somebody because that's not who I am. That's a line I won't cross. So yeah, that's that's where I, that's where that's where I, that's yeah that's 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 my line. What about you? Um, my line is based off of three things. <clears throat> um. made every mistake that you can possibly make and then some um, I was stubborn and hard-headed in times where if I would have just listened right things would have been a lot easier and I've heard a lot of people that uh, never deserve to be hurt Right, and because I didn't know how to deal with what was currently going on in my life at that time. That same here, bro. And it's it's one of those things where that's part of the reason why I feel like I do not deserve love, that I'm undeserving of it, and that I'm meant to spend the rest of my life alone because of what I had. How I messed it up, and everything is compromised in the process. Well, like I said, I feel. I feel you, bro. I felt that way too, where I felt like 
I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve love. I felt that. I, mean, I felt that same exact way too, man. So I mean, it sucks. It really does, man. But at the end of the day, you gotta get over that <laughs> because everyone deserves to be happy. Everybody deserves to be loved. And um, and sometimes the biggest hurdle is realizing that. Well, maybe today. But we will see. All right, my friend. Great, great podcast. Good talking to you tonight. Oh, yeah, it was real. Brother, it was real good. I mean... I don't know what it is, man. So like every now and then you touch these t- these subjects, man. On life, <laughs> and we just yeah. like said, like I said, we just bounce right off of each other because it's just like we all we all, we all have some experience in these subjects with because everyone. And someone told me, uh, I mean, Alex told me, he's like everyone has their own story. Everyone has a story. Sometimes you gotta take the time to learn their learn that person's story. Yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. Um, I just, I just knew, I just knew when we were texting earlier that tonight was going to be different. Mm. So, um, quick shout out, by the way, Terra Jersey Photography, get us up online, visit the website. TerraJerseyPhotography.com, right? It's on Facebook. Well, it, you can Google it, TerraJersey Photography, and take it to the Google page, and also on Facebook is um, it's called a, it's called a photo puddle. That's the yep. page, but it's a uh, TerraJersey Photography. You type it in on the Facebook search page. Uh, it's on Instagram. Um, and like I say, if you if you just Google TerraJersey Photography, um, it'll come up too. Web page is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Actual web pages. <laughs> but but shout out to them. They're our sponsors. Um, they're the ones that keep the podcast coming to you guys. So we uh, we appreciate everything, and we thank you guys for tuning in tonight. My brother, have a great night. See you at work. You tomorrow. too, man. Hey, you too, man. That's right, everybody. Thank you for listening into the podcast. This is your boy, Big Boy. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Terra Jersey Enterprise will hook you up with some custom shirts. Also, Terra Jersey Photography, capturing your moments of today to make them last for a, a lifetime. But like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Terra Jersey Enterprise.